Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter. This is a place where authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs can share the story behind their process. You will also hear solo episodes where I give writing tips, inspiration, encouragement, and lessons I've learned throughout my writing journey, all inspired by the Holy Spirit. Grab a cup of your favorite beverage, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to visit my website at annewritesinspiration.com. Thanks for supporting my Inspirational Journeys podcast. My purpose is to provide a platform for authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs to share their stories while also providing writing tips, encouragement, and inspiration to help you achieve your writing goals through faith and courage. By clicking the support this podcast button or following the link in my show notes, your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 will help me achieve mine. Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann Harrison, and today I have a couple of things I want to share with you. Well, one big news item before we get to our, our topic. So, unfortunately, I, was, I had to take a hiatus last week because I had cellulitis again. Though, thankfully, and I appreciate everybody's prayers, that it was a very mild case, and I didn't have nearly the pain that I had last year when I had, that, when, when I had the infection. So, and I thank God for that. And I got went to the doctor earlier, so I got the antibiotics I needed. Thanks for all your prayers and the love that, and support that you've shown during this time. Especially to all my writer friends and my, and my listeners, thanks for all your prayers and, and your thoughts that came my way. But the big news is that my audiobook version of The Spirit of Creativity, Inspirational Poems for the Creative at Heart, came out last what was it? Tuesday, no, Wednesday morning. Early Wednesday morning. It was about 12.49, I think is when I got the email. So late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning of last week. Um, today's the 17th, November 10th. November 10th, it was released. Yay! Yes. And I do have an audio sample for podcast listeners. Um, for those of you watching on YouTube, the trailer is up there. Go to my channel. And look for the trailer. I can also provide it in the show notes later on if you would like. I'll provide it in the show notes for tonight's book launch. Um, my narrator, Lillian Eves, and her partner, Vincent Lee Grayson, are coming on to the show tonight to talk about their, the, you know, to, to talk about what inspired them to become audiobook narrators and the narration process and, you know, how that works. And then we're going to do a launch party because we've got some, a special, some special surprises at the end. So do stay tuned for that. I will be doing that tonight. But, but before we get to that, let's get to our topic for today. Because I was going to do this last week, but like I said, I had to take a hiatus. And I had a lot going on. But last week was the end of week two of National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, which I've fallen behind on, which, and, and I'm very well aware of that. Um, but I am doing my best to catch up, and for those of you listening, if you're doing NaNoWriMo, 
do not fear if you do not get to 50,000 words. You are still a NaNoWriMo winner because no matter how many words you get in this month, it's more words than what you had to start out with, okay? We are in the midst of re week three, and all I can do is to encourage you to keep going. Not only are we in the midst of the week three, I promised you step two of the snowflake method on Monday when I did that last Saturday. Well, that didn't happen. Today's Tuesday. We're still going to go forward. So let's start. First of all, remember the first things you had to do was write down your genre or category as, as Randy Ingermanson calls it. Write down what type of story you want to write and why the story would delight or make delight your audience or make your audience happy however you want to write that after you got those done and figured out who your audience is then you did your one sentence summary if you've done that if you caught up with me if you've downloaded the link that i provided last week when we did this um then i will definitely i mean then you can follow along if you haven't downloaded it and you need the link again, please let me know. I will be happy to send you that link because it is a freebie. Or if you, well, yeah, it is a freebie. I was gonna say I'd send it to you, but I don't know that that would be a good idea because it's not mine to send, but do go to the website and download it from there, okay? Let me know if you need that link and I can certainly get it to you. I will give it to you here on audio and video too. It's advancedfictionwriting.com slash free. That's where you need to go. Go back to last week's show episode, whether it be the YouTube video or the podcast episode, the link is actually there. So do be looking out for that and please do follow along. Now that we've talked about step one, let me get into step two. I'm going to move to my document. So do bear with me for a second. All right, now step two of the snow like method. You're going to write, after your one sentence summary, you're going to expand on it, write a one paragraph summary. Um, he suggests giving yourself one hour. Sometimes that may be a little shorter than what you need. Sometimes it may be a little longer than what you need. But however long it takes you, an hour, two to three hours, 20 minutes, whatever. Give yourself that time to be creative, okay? Expand your one sentence summary into a full paragraph of at least five sentences. I, for one, my, my one paragraph summary is seven sentences because it, um, seven's my lucky number, of course. But you can do five, you can do seven, but you don't wanna do no more than that because then you'll get into a longer description and we'll get to that um, later on as we go through the method. So here's what you need to do to organize your summary. Okay, explain the setting and the story backdrop and introduce one or two lead characters. Maybe your primary for me, it would be Katrina Dobson who is the primary character i would introduce her that's where the first you know that first sentence goes into and then you do summarize what is this act one that's right ending with your first disaster 
This disaster forces you, your lead character, to commit to the story. So for me, I write mystery, okay? I write mysteries, thrill, well, psychological thrillers, YA thriller, whatever. And my, my disaster, even though in the, in the prologue, it leads up to the accident that caused her to lose her sight, that's not the inciting incident. That just pulls you, that just hooks you in. But your first, your first disaster is the inciting incident. If you've, if you've listened to, um, K.M. Wineland or other people talk about story structure. If you've read Save the Cat, <gasps> excuse me, Save the Cat writes a novel. If you've watched author tubers like Alexa Dunn um, and others, and if or if you've done the short story, uh, the story structure course through we through uh, Readsy, if you've done that as well, you you will hear the inciting incident. Randy Ingermanson for the Snowflake, when he wrote the book, How to Write Your Novel, How to Write a Novel Using the Snowflake Method, he called it the first disaster, which is what I really like, and that's the inciting incident, the body that's found. For me, it would be the body in the dorm advisor's office. I'm not going to give too much away here, but whatever your first disaster is, um, no matter what genre you write, that first disaster is what commits your character to the story he or she is, is playing out in your novel. Okay, now the next thing you want to do, summarize the, hold on, summarize the first half of Act 2, ending with your second disaster. This disaster causes your lead character to change his thinking from a false, um, a false premise to the true one. As a result, your lead character commits to a new way of thinking of, of thinking and acting for the second half of the story. So basically what you want to do, I was reading that and I know I didn't read it quite right because my braille display is acting really goofy, but let me put it to you in, let me, um, Okay, false moral premise. So if you listen to K.M. Wyland's Helping Writers Become Authors, I know I'm adding little nuggets from other places as we're talking about the snowflake method, but this is what really, this is what brought it home for me, okay? She talks about the character's lie, okay? Randy Ingermanson in his book, How to Write Your Novel Using the Snowflake Method, he calls it the false moral premise, which is basically the same thing. So the second disaster happens, say for someone, someone, for example, somebody disappears in your story, or there's another body, or something happens, there has to be another disaster that happens here, um, which changes the way your character, the lie that your character believes, and helps him or her to see the true moral premise, the true theme of the story, the true, the, the, the truth about herself, about the conflict that she's facing, and about the story overall, the overall story arc. So that's why, and then it changes her way to, of thinking 
so that now that she believes the truth, not the innermost lie. This is where the first half of the second act comes into play. So that, there's a sentence that talks about that, adding your second disaster, okay? Now we're gonna move on to the, the next part. Summarize the second half of act two, ending with your third disaster. This is the dark night of the soul. This is where all hope is gone. For example, Katrina has a mentor named Jessica Parker. This is where she loses her friend Jessica because, she, because she's found dead. And I wanna spoil it too much because I'm still working out the details and planning it, but this is where your character, your main character, or the character your lead is working with loses something or someone near and dear to them and all hope is gone. This is the, this disaster causes your lead character and your villain, if you have one, to commit to, to commit to ending the story. So this is where, this is right before the final showdown, the big, the, the big, the climax, the, the conflict that you're going to face. Yes, all hope is gone, but another character or, or someone pushes that character forward back into the story to face that conflict, to find the resolution, to, um, to find an end. A happy ending, we'll get to the end of that. And, and that's, you don't have to write the whole thing, you're just, you're, you're summarizing this in one paragraph summary. So each sentence has these different parts, okay? Now, after you've written your Dark Night of the Soul and your and your your main character, your protagonist, and your antagonist are about to meet for the climax, for the ultimate showdown, as I like to call it. This is the the end of the second act, or then the in the first part of the third act. Okay, so the final sentence summarize Act Three, in which you which you lead once you lead up to the final showdown the lead character either succeeds or fails you then resolve the story at a happy ending sad ending or bittersweet ending what did i say about the final showdown randy ingermanson in his book how to write a novel using the snowflake method in chapter 20 with the summary he actually says the final showdown which is exact which is that that climax to the story this is where your your protagonist faces your villain for example i'm not going to go into a lot of spoilers but this is where they face the villain and something has to happen in order to save the protagonist's life and to catch the villain or this is where say in a romance one of your your lead characters because i've read this before one of your lead characters is about to leave she's about to leave the island that she's on but before she can her partner her lover her romantic her romantic interest comes to her rescue and woos her back. And then that's the, re the re resolution. I've read r Christian romances like that. Um, unlike with the mystery, um, and which I'm 
I don't want to give too much away really because I'm still working some of these details out. I'm still working that conflict ending. And I honestly have been going between step three and step five because I've added, because some of my primary characters, which I thought were minors, have actually been added. So that's, that's how you summarize step two. The first act with the first disaster. Well, first of all, in your first sentence, you're going to summarize the setting. The backdrop and introduce your first character. In the second sentence, you're going to summarize the, in, the first act, ending with your first disaster, which is your inciting incident. The, second, the third sentence, you're going to do the first part of the second act, which is where your second disaster comes in, and your character discovers that the lie she believes in is false, and she discovers the truth about herself and her, and her story, and the situation she's in and changes her mindset and then you're going to write a sentence finishing up the, it, the ending the second act with the third disaster the dark night of the soul where all hope is gone but then another character get jump starts her you know it pushes her into finding the truth to resolving the story then then you're going to then you're finally going to describe the summarize the third act the final showdown that the climax where your protagonist faces your villain or you know whatever genre you're writing it doesn't matter what genre you're writing your protest faces protagonist faces your villain the villain is brought to justice the protagonist is saved then you come up with a resolution you explain how and why the the other incidents before happened and then you either come to a happy ending a bittersweet ending a happy ending a sad ending or a bittersweet ending does your character succeed does your character fail and why that in that last sentence that's what you want to describe so that's how you do step two next time not some not tomorrow well i'll do an interview tonight but next week we will talk about the third step which starts with your characters we've talked about plot now we're going to move to characters so stay tuned for that and i hope you guys have a blessed day and thanks for listening to inspirational journeys i will talk to you later take care now bye bye Hey authors, are you looking for a tool to help you polish your book manuscripts, essays, short stories, and more? Look no further than ProWritingAid. ProWritingAid is an editing software that checks grammar, dialogue, sticky sentences, style, and more. Click the link in my show notes to save 20% off your ProWritingAid subscription purchase. Happy writing! Now that you've found me on the Inspirational Journeys podcast, I challenge you to go over to where ebooks are sold and find me there. My book, The Spirit of Creativity Inspirational Poems for the Creative at Heart, is now available in ebook formats and on Audible and will soon be available on Amazon and Apple Books. The Universal Link 
and the Audible link are available in my show notes. Thank you for listening to Inspirational Journeys. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this audio sample. The Flow of Words Words flow like raindrops on a summer day, though sometimes they fly far, far away like unexpected scenes across the movie screen of my mind. Drifting like a waterfall, my characters, they tell me all the things I need to know for stories that I so long to tell. It's my job to capture the words I hold so dear before they disappear to leave me far behind. If I don't take my pen and write these nuggets down, Slipping through my hands, they flutter to the ground, like pennies being tossed in a wishing well. While at other times, they float upon the air, inspire and make me dare to write poetry. How do they come to you in your creative zone? Racing like the wind, or trickling one by one as you sit all alone in your writing space, rippling soft and sweet, Like leaves from a tree, they make my day complete, heedless of the place where they find me. So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired, write something inspiring, and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. You have been listening to Inspirational Journeys with your host, Anne Harrison Barnes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a fabulous episode. If you are unable to financially support the podcast at this time, yet you would like to help, please leave a rating or review on your podcast app of choice because it helps others find inspirational journeys. If you would like to contact me and leave feedback about the show, have questions about something you've heard on the show, or leave suggestions for future shows, you may do so in one of the following ways. Please send an email to annewrites75 at gmail.com. That's annewrites75 at gmail.com. Or contact me via my website at annewritesinspiration.com. Follow me on Twitter at annewrites 75 and on Facebook and Pinterest at Anne Wright's Inspiration. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.